With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our firehouse meatball sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. Second in the league at Christmas time, uh, Everton won for the third time in a week against one of the Sky Six. Uh, Mike, don't worry, it's fine. It's a loud post match, but all together. Uh, are we allowed to do the loud things? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. If you want to shout or scream or anything, it's absolutely fine. Cause ah. <laughs> Everton went second. Second in the table tonight, uh, the third, yeah, Les is just showing me the table here on his phone, uh, we are upstairs at Shenanigans, we are outside, uh, great to watch the match with fellow Evertonians enjoying it. Um, Socially distanced. Yeah, I'm just trying to count the people who are here, <laughs> there's loads of people who want to get want to get involved in this one, uh, I'll come to you first Mike, just a bit dicey at the end there, but magnificent in the end. It was terrifying at the end, wasn't it? It was that sort of Arsenal vibe that I think we always get at home when Usually when you have Seamus Coleman involved, you know there's an Everton sort of dicey performance. And even without him involved, Everton sort of embodied that Arsenal performance of just confidence and the knowledge that we will beat you just because we're going to try. And it was dead nice at the end, even though I think it's, is it Willock or Nketiah who heads the ball at the very end there about five minutes from the end as a half decent chance but apart from that I don't think you could say that they felt threatened within that second half apart from our own anxiety towards that I don't think there was any real clear cut chance apart from obviously Jordan Pickford making that save at the end I hope that doesn't get brushed under the carpet because he's he's been in half decent form recently and again uh, when it really mattered he's won Everton points Keith what did you make of it mate? It's one of those games really where if you lose that game or you draw that game you sort of fall into that middling pack where you're fighting for the Europa League slots in 5th and 6th winning that game going up to 2nd you're looking at 
that's got to be a team that's got to be a squad now where we can look at the top four this season and say why not yeah because you look at the teams around nobody's really turning up any trees are they we've been three of them in a week <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't even count Arsenal in them teams yeah, at the moment. I think they're they're in relegation form at the moment. Um, so if if Arteta gets sacked tonight, that that'll be me. I'm not going home. I'll, I'll be I'll be trying to break into Pop World at five in the morning. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a huge win, isn't it? It's it's a massive week there, off the back of a poor run of form to turn that round and take nine points from Chelsea, Leicester, and Arsenal. It's huge. Yeah, it's an amazing effort, really, isn't it, Les? And I think after that Burnley game, we were all sort of, you know, it felt like it was going to be another season where, despite the fact those promise, it was going to fizzle out and we we're going to be mid-table and, you know, it'd be all right for a bit. But these lads and this manager have just injected completely new momentum into this campaign, haven't they? Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes, like, in football in general, you-, you have to have a lucky break at times. And I think... We were all moaning the fact that uh, Nails and Konku wasn't included in the squad against Burnley, but probably the best thing that happened to us because we went to a flat back four and we've not really looked back since. The midfield hasn't looked like it's going to get overpowered anymore. And today, it, it wasn't a routine win. It was um, it was another ground out win, pretty much like we did it against Chelsea. Um, and it, it was just, I don't know... It, it, I'm struggling. I am just, I am just, I am just totally made up. I, the whole, the fact that we've Les is having a hot flush. I am. <laughs> Michael, it's my age. I'm 43. I'm almost menopausal, mate. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just like I never thought after you know after the running games we've had previous to the Chelsea game for us to get nine points out of them. Just never saw it coming. I'll just get a, a, throw a stat up. Uh, Richard Jolly on Twitter has said Everton are the first team to do the London Grand Slam this season after beating Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, Fulham, West Ham, and Crystal Palace. Now I can't remember when we've beaten all those London teams in one season, let alone before this, before like January. It's um, it's a great stat, and it. It just sort of shows it, it looks like it we're a very sort of solid team though. Just take Cockneys. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Just <laughs> makes the game like starting off with a capital, yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy with that, yeah. But it you know, it it, it does it. They've solidified the defence. I think Ancelotti maybe maybe overcomplicated stuff early on when he went for three at the back and the wing backs and the, the two in midfield. It it didn't really work, but now it looks like we've we settled on a back four and it's you know, the team it, it's paying dividends now. It's uh it was a very nice win and it was very nice to go second. Uh, Ed McCosh showing as well for the, for the first time on the Blue Room. Uh, that's what it's been like, hasn't it, mate, the last few days? Just defence first, being solid, and they've, they've taken it from there. They took the chances and they've won games. Absolutely. One of the things that Carlo Ancelotti has, has always employed in any club he's been to is that he's tried to apply the basics and just bring it back, not make it too complicated, not make it hard for the players to understand what to do and to give them a system that works. And we've heard it from players in midweek and in the last couple of weeks that he's just tried to calm things down. He's just tried to make things very simple. The formation is very simple. Uh, we weren't trying to do anything complicated. And I think that's been uh, a main factor behind the, the upturn in form most recently. And you can see it's benefited players like Michael Keane, like Yerry Mina, like Abdoulaye Dekoure, who don't need to play two or three roles. They don't need to do anything complicated. They just need to do that job. 
and that was enough for this game today everyone just needed to stay solid they needed to keep the shape uh, they needed to get forward when they needed to but apart from that it was just about managing the game and yeah. I think that's something we've missed particularly against Leeds we let them dominate the game um, against Burnley it, we were a little bit too open it was a, just a, a little bit too haphazard yeah. but in the last three games it's been simple it's been solid form is fleeting it won't last forever and there will be the odd bad performance but showing those signs being able to control the game to understand what's needed at the right times that will see us through and I think that is where we'll get a solid league position from yeah and I think I think Ed's right there Mike and you know we haven't controlled games in the conventional sense of you know having 60-70% position, possession but certainly maybe not so much today but against Leicester and against Chelsea and for spells today Everton looked like a side they were in control and they knew what they were doing I think control is the right word. I don't think at any point, as I said before, I don't think at any point during that second half there was any real. Wait, there, we're just going to sort drinks out. Can I, have, can, can I have another blue moon, please? Can not. Can not? No. We're getting told we can't have any more blue we're getting moon. Told no. We can't drink. Uh, Two, uh, how many? Three. Three. Hands Hands up for Blue Moon, lads. One, two, there we go. Apparently, was getting seven. Okay, Okay, we've got we've got drink on the way. Anyway, so as I was saying, I don't think Everton Edda felt really under threat in that second half. It was it was a case of Everton almost being that sort of arms length team that we've come to see over the past few weeks well past week or so I know it feels like a lot of weeks but those games have come thick and fast but it's almost like that back four of all of the centre halves have just kind of um, they've sort of melded into that ability to just hold teams away which I haven't seen from an Everton team in quite a long time and the Jolyon Lescott vibes that you get from Ben Godfrey at that left back just just, do you know what we we spoke about this on the kick about the other day Matt where it was this was a player I looked at and I didn't think that this season would be a massively breakout season for him I think he'd had moments but I couldn't foresee him having this trust just given to him where the versatility of just right or right I know you're right footed I know you played one season in the Premier League but go and play left back for a team hoping to finish in the European places I didn't see that happening and do you know what he's taken that right to the very limits and he is playing currently at a level that I didn't foresee because you know when we lose Luca Dean you sort of think alright well that's Everton not finishing the European place and he has stepped up to the mark in a way that I just didn't foresee and I think he especially has just got to get so much credit for this run well, I've, not, I've not seen Everton play four centre-halves since Walter Smith got sacked <laughs> I don't think but this is this is a very different four centre-halves to Walter Smith because we've got two young basically centre-halves who can play full-back so if you're in your early 20s and you're a centre-half you can expect to do some time out on the flanks <laughs> and be full-backs and to be honest the pair of them you know it, it was I didn't, I didn't want uh, Mason Holgate to get dropped for Seamus Coleman just because he was fit again because he's done such a good job at right back and we know he can play right back he did the season at West Brom at right back he's, he's a good right back Godfrey the same as you say the, the Lescott vibes playing at left back um, it's we've got a good solid back four whose first instinct is to defend which is very very important in the results we've ground out these, these last uh, few games I'm going to say few weeks then but it's not been, it's been about a week it's been a week but this is the thing about the Christmas, the Christmas schedule it, it like turns on its head so quickly and before you know it 
the toffee's a second. Keith will pass it over to you now, lad. <laughs> we're saying there about the, the games coming thick and fast again. You look at when Everton were best this season, was at the start of the season. We were playing two games a week and winning, and it's consistency. There's no time in between to get in your own head about what's gone wrong. You're just getting the game after game after game. And we've got obviously, there's another game Wednesday, there's another game uh, Boxing Day. They're coming thick and fast again. There's a game two days after. If we can we can put together another few wins, we're in a really, really good position this season to kick on. It's the, it's the fact that we've like we're second going into Boxing Day fixture. I mean, <laughs> maybe. We well, be, yeah, 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 we might not be after I mean, tomorrow, but as, as things stand, though, well, gonna, the worst we're going to be, well, we're going to be five points off top. Yeah, exactly. Going into going into Boxing Day. Now, yeah. given the run we've had before Chelsea. It's staggering. It's just like, you know, we'd have all taken that, wouldn't we? At, at any point in the summer, we'd have taken that. And yeah, there's an intriguing subplot here as well as our two most creative players are out. Uh, we've lost our midfield enforcer for this game. They're, they're players who would walk into any de facto Everton 11 you have. And so Carlo Ancelotti's now got a, a, diff- a headache when he does his selection next. Does he stick with his team that has ground out these wins? Or does he bring in that bit of flair? And I think that that's a good thing. Any manager would love to have that headache. Um, so he'll be feeling really excited. I think we should feel excited as well. There's no team in this league at the moment which we can't beat. Maybe apart from Liverpool. Let's forget them. Oh, fuck them, we'll have them. Yeah. First half field in 20 years. Right But that's been the nature of the Premier League this season. Manchester City, they look frail. Chelsea, you can beat them on the counter, and we did. You know, all these teams, there's nothing special there. We're not special either. But I think when we can put together these really ground-out, gutsy team performances... Other teams are going to find it hard. They're not going to want to play Everton. And that's where we haven't been for a few years now, where teams have looked at the game going to Goodison Park and gone, oh crap, it's Everton. That's what we want. We want Everton horrible yes. again. <laughs> that's it. We don't want to be anyone's second team. We want people to hate us. And I think we're taking a big step towards that right now. Yeah, I know you want to make a point, mate, but that's what keeps out there, make Everton horrible again. You know, I, I imagine people will be watching that going. Everton were a bit crap there, like neutrals and stuff like that. You know, they just battled and played long balls and stuff like that. But that's we haven't seen that for a long time, have we? This season, it's not even that. I think we've seen that a lot. We haven't just seen it cohesively and with a sense of confidence behind it. Yeah, I think Everton playing long balls and sort of trying to win that second ball and then win the game through that. We've by hook or by crook seen that for a very long time. What we haven't seen is. Everton that feel confident doing that and know that if they do that then that's plan B that's not plan A like don't get me wrong plan A is playing with your two most creative players on the pitch and your defensive midfielder as I'd said but if you don't have them then fine be confident in plan B be confident in your ability to go do you know what this isn't quite us but if we need to do it we'll roll up our sleeves everyone will give 110% and we'll get points here so you up but does it feel a bit like what Duncan was doing this time of year last year well to extent but I don't see this team relying on adrenaline I don't see them relying completely on the adrenaline of the match of the crowd of needing it I see this team being self-assured and knowing that 
they have the capabilities to do it. Whether it's at Leicester going, do you know what? We're bigger and we're stronger than these fellas. If we just take it to them, we'll win this game. Arsenal, these fellas don't want to know. These fellas want to lose games. They want their manager sacked. We take it to them. They won't want to know. And that's exactly what I want to see from my football team. But the hard yards have been done now over Christmas. We looked at these Christmas fixtures and we immediately thought, after that Burnley result, bloody hell, I don't know where the next win's coming from. This is going to be tough. And they've done exactly what Everton have not done in recent years they've rolled up the sleeves and they've just gone out and they've grafted like anything and it is wonderful to see that and I think all of us here this is spirit of the blues back again that er- <laughs> that, that early season vibe it should be shouldn't it? well exactly yeah, yeah. I, I feel that exact way now because I can I you can it's always interrupted again but if anything this is more impressive than the start it is it, is, it's, it definitely is because this is harder the start was a case of it's sunny do you know what we've got easy fixtures we'll put some points on the board here this right now this is the dirty work and all of them involved have gone for it it's like do you know when you play five aside seven aside you lose your best player everyone just stops everyone give, just literally just sits down and goes do you know what yeah well it's done it's the same for everyone whether you're a professional footballer or a semi-professional footballer or uh, average Sunday league footballer doesn't make a difference but they've done it they've actually done the hard yards already so they go into this next run of games now with that confidence and with zero pressure on them like we spoke about this last week there was zero pressure last week whereas now it becomes so much more powerful and even when mistakes are made and points are dropped which it will be because they've got to rest players everyone will sort of keep going with it and that spirits the blues vibe that we created during the spring and the summer we've got to just properly live through it now up until the spring up until the summer again and really just see where this takes us so we're going to get spirit of the blues to Christmas number one then is that, is that, is that the plan let's get working tonight Mike touched on a very important word there and it's confidence and I think from 12 months ago when Carlo took over Look at the confidence of certain players and how they're playing. Michael Keane is playing now as one of the best centre-halves in the league. He's got limited physical attributes, shall we say, as a centre-half in the modern game. But nobody's getting past him. And similarly, Yeri Mina has probably hit his best form as an Everton player. Jordan Pickford, the last four or five games, I mean, he made a save tonight that's kept us... Ahead. Two points, uh, yeah. that's, that's, that save has basically put us second. Yeah. Otherwise, we still we, we take a draw and we're still below. And do you know what? That's what you want from your goalkeeper. Yeah. Is, do you remember his very first game against Stoke, yeah. the save from Shakiri at the end? Yeah. That's what he wanted, where it was, I don't want you to pull out 10 out of 10 saves. It's just games when you might not be required throughout the entire 90 minutes, like he wasn't today. Just make the save at the end. Make the save that keeps us and secures us those points. That's all he's got to do. Yeah. And that's it. That, there's, there seems to be a mentality about the team just now where they'll just go into a game and they'll fight they'll, they'll fight for every ball and it was mi- it, it was missing a couple of times Southampton was an aberration yeah. Newcastle there was a, they were off I want to speak about that game ever again <laughs> <laughs> but there is the, even, you even saw Burnley in the draw going behind early on 
there was a battle about the team to get back into it and they could have won it they could have lost it but they didn't we took a point from it and you move on that's something that's huge and it's something that's been missing from Everton teams they've been far too fragile under Koeman under Silva even under Martinez for the last couple of years and it's something that Ancelotti seems to have instilled is even when things aren't going your way fight and scrap for every ball and you never know what's going to come up yeah, one, one of our major bugbears, especially in recent years, is that we haven't learned from our mistakes. Yeah. We have repeated the same thing over and over, particularly at the end of the Martinez years. Made mistakes, we didn't learn, we did the same things, we did it again and again and again. It's cost managers their jobs, yeah. it's cost us our seasons. Now, you've seen some very interesting things. I see Michael Keane has been saying some interesting things in the past couple of weeks about how he's putting the extra yards to learn to identify where his mistakes are being made where he can improve and actually doing something about it Jordan Pickford's clearly doing something we don't know what exactly behind the scenes but people are learning from their mistakes and it's one of the things you expect Carlo Ancelotti to bring he's always said he's more of a professor type he teaches he tries to impart his wisdom and it's not about solidifying a plan A it's about understanding what you can do for your plan B uh, and I think that is what is going to make Everton a good team is actually identifying where we can improve and then going there yeah. and, and that's when, when the chips are down when we lose a couple of games if we don't play well it would be good for us as fans to look at that and go actually I expect us to play completely differently in the next game I don't, I don't see that happening again yeah. that's what we've been missing we have expected the same thing to happen again and again and I think now, if let's say we have a bad game against, I don't know, Sheffield United, Manchester City, West Ham, whoever it may be, I want to see, I want to see the Everton side return the next game and do something totally different. Yeah. Because I think that's going to be the key for us becoming a much better team in the long term, which is where we need to be now. Yeah. Mighty actually wants to make a point, but he's got distracted by the blue moon. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> so that's that's 26 points now, isn't it? Yeah, like fourteen games gone. They're almost halfway to Europe. Like, if we're looking at it realistically, they're almost halfway to Europe now. You get what four, five more points. That's it. You're halfway. And looking at that, with the amount of games left to go, that team has to have the confidence to really actually. I know. Do you know what? Every year, the one thing that infuriates me about Everton is that they seem to go. Well, yeah, we've set ourselves targets, and we'll see where we end up. This feels like a year where, yeah, achieve your targets. Actually, look at it. You're on track. You're actually ahead of where you need to be. And it's actually looking actually relatively likely. I'll be honest, I'll say it now. I think this team qualifies for Europe. Because you look at the confidence of the last three games. Even how they've dealt with the last month, month and a half of the injuries and the issues. They've done well enough. They've put up enough of a fight. I don't think there's been a game where we've sat in and gone that's a team that is nowhere near York we've seen issues we've seen problems but there's a manager there who over the last three games has solved the problems has sort of offered answers for the first time and that is such a change from what we've had is a manager who will actually change what he's doing adapt his style and we've seen a winning formula that we haven't seen for a very long time because when we've been in those positions let's look at the Leeds game after that Leeds game if that's Marco Silva if that's Roberto Martinez if that's Ronald Koeman we don't see changes we don't see an actual winning formula whereas a world class manager now we see actually changes things in the right way and understands that do you know what this is the way I'm going to win games this is the way things are going to change and he's 
actually done it. This is a team who has the confidence now to know that they're almost halfway there. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go, Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out their best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Yeah, that's, that's been the big thing. It, it's one thing to go into a new season with early season optimism and you win your first seven games in the Cup and the league and everything's brilliant. That first defeat is a hammer blow. So for us to hit those, like, well, five games, we've got to lose five and six. We lost three in a row, didn't we? And then we beat Fulham and lost the league. Yeah, so, so we lost four and five, didn't we? That that puts a massive dent in any managers and any team's plans and it's so easy at that point to crumble I've, you know I've seen it in Everton teams in the 90s remember uh, Mike I'm going to do my old man Roberts thing here oh god here we go again 93 and another hot flush oh, 93 93 94 we won. I remember we back won when I we used to tie an onion to my belt because that was the style at the time <laughs> it was the only way to keep the cop out of bay that but yeah, we won like, we won like, I think we won our first three. I was like, right, this is sound. Kendall's in charge. We're brilliant. We've got to be sound. And we ended up staying up against Wimbledon at the end of that season. It can turn around so quickly. And, and like when that sort of losing mentality gets into a team, it can be totally destructive. It's not happened to us. I think I definitely had my doubts when we were losing those games like on the bounce. And we're on that terrible run. It was like, have we ruined Ancelotti? Have we got a world-class manager who's done it all everywhere, but he's not done it at Everton? Is this is this what we've become? Is that what we are? But he's turned it round, and he's and he turned it round in three very high-profile games that we couldn't have expected to win. To be fair, the weird After, thing is, the weird thing is, Everton have become almost a tangible football team. Like you say, there, lads. Yeah. That that those three games. If that was anyone else from the outside looking in, they go, "Well, they've missed Richardson. Hammers has been in and out. You know, there's big pieces missing from that side." Whereas we think, "Oh no." If we've broken them, yeah. and we've broken them, we're a cast manager. Like, if you look at like pre match Chelsea, he was interviewed on BT Sport, he looked about 104 years old, <laughs> whereas in the summer, he looked about 24. He was Lost looking his weight, he was yeah. looking fucking great, wasn't he? Those Beach. Obviously, obviously, the weather's been crap, so he's not, he's not like cycling up to fucking Crosby he's Beach been, anymore. He's been to Danfoss Cheesecake Factory, he's, <laughs> it's gone all looked, off the rails. He's been at Greg's in the Strand. He <laughs> so, looked like an old man in a difficult situation, like he'd gone to the shops and forgotten what he'd gone for <laughs> and he tried to pay for his electric with an evening newspaper but I reckon <laughs> honestly if you look at before and after pictures of our last five managers they are incredible the day they were appointed and the day they leave it's just it's a stark difference it's like a life changing illness Everton Football Club is a life changing illness for a manager and I reckon if you look at Ancelotti's interview after the Arsenal game tonight I haven't seen it but I reckon he'll have a big old smile on his face that eyebrow will be running wild he'll be having a great old time 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about resilience, not so much in terms of managers trying not, not to look on videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carlo's in the shop <laughs> paying for his electric or newspaper, yeah. <laughs> but he's recovered now, he's looking fine. Um, it, it's always been the thing with Everton, every winter, we're, we're kind of Shakespearean, every winter is the winter of our discontent. Yeah. And as soon as we get to the end of February and start of March, we start recovering now. And I think, and I think that that sense of recovery is the thing that we've always been sorely lacking. And the the question I would ask is, if let's say we get knocked out the league cup in midweek, we draw at Bramall Lane, we lose against Man City, an Everton team of yesteryear would fall to pieces, and we would lose six out of seven games going up to the end of February, and we'd be in disarray. I feel like now we've got the sort of team, we've got the sort of manager who will turn around and say, right, here are the problems, I've identified the issues, we're good enough and we're sensible enough to learn how to recover from these mistakes. And we'd actually go into January, you look at the games like we've got West Ham at home, we've got Leicester at home, things like that. And they'd attack those games, they'd actually think this is how we're going to win those games. Yeah. Uh, and they'd actually go out and do something better. And I think it's what we've been missing, it's what we want as Evertonians. We don't want to lurch between ridiculous optimism and hopeless pessimism. Well, we always will. We always will. <laughs> it's, it's in our blood. We don't, we don't want to. We don't want to do it. We, Even Carlo can't change that mate, surely. We, we don't want to do it, but it'd be nice to see the team maybe following a different path from us. Yeah. We're stuck in this rut. But they can get out of it, and yeah. that's, I think, what we're missing. And if they can provide that, if they can show us every single week that they're learning and they're trying to improve and they're actually showing tangible improvements, then yeah. we've got an Everton that will work for us, not just now, but in the long term, which I think is going to be a big deal in terms of what we want to achieve. I mean, Sheffield United on Boxing Day, bottom of the league, they've got one point all season. That is that is the ha-ha time for Everton meme in, in fixture form, isn't it? It's, I mean, you, th- you think that's a winnable game. You even look at City on the 28th at home and the way they're playing at the moment. That's another winnable game, isn't it? They're not a... Mike, Mike's just come back with a hat. <laughs> I'm hat people now. Mike, 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 Mike just wandered up. Just wandered off and got a hat, didn't he? It's, is that your hat? It's my hat. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It makes me look like Actually, yeah, we'll, we'll just take this to some hat chat for now. Because there are, there are some great hats. Mike's got a nautical-themed hat. Matt's got his uh, Indianapolis Colts hat. And Le- Les, French sailor. Les has also got a nautical, so we've got a very nautical-themed hat. I've got his Joe Pesky on Home Alone. It's actually on fire at the back as well. Les always suits a hat as well. He's got yeah. a really good head for a hat. Because yeah. I've got no hair. That's what it is. No, but like you've got it's enough hair. Nice. You've got enough hair to sort of disguise like the head shape. And the, <laughs> the head shape kind of gets emphasized by the hat. And it's it's a good it's a good hat. as a massive compliment. It's a good hat head. Les has got a good head for bald as well. Should the worst happen? And while while we're talking about bald, I was going to say this to the end, but go go for it. Will happen. We need to just take a couple of minutes at the end here and talk about the absolute travesty that is Rob Holding's hairline. I mean, honest to God, mate, go home. Right, get the get the bus back to London tonight. 
Get to your house, get your clippers out and shave that off because it is a disgrace. You are a bald denier. You are a bald denier. You are bald and you are denying it. Get your clippers out, shave your head and embrace the fact. Because honestly, we, we worried. We worried about that first goal tonight that was going to get called off for VAR. Because because offside because of Rob Holding's hairline. He's such an unfortunate looking Honestly, Honestly, it's just you thought because of that hairline, Calvert Lewin's going to be offside. Just because his hair's that far back, it can't play the ball. I I know this is I know this is my first time, but I did not see this descending into a tirade against Holding's hair. It's quite incredible. This is something that happens when I end up on Blue Room shows. We we talk about ball deniers we talk about clothes or we talk about like death by near misadventure tonight it's bald and rob, rob balding get home and shave your head sunshine uh, <laughs> i mean just one one other person wanted to speak about just before we finish yeah Laz, i'll come to you now uh, oh, thanks <laughs> uh, one person is definitely not bald uh, is dominic carver lewin uh, not scored in the last three games but bloody hell how good was he tonight and how good has he been the last week i don't know Championship material, isn't he? Basically, you know, not scored in three, send him out on loan. Um, yeah, he, he, he leads that line brilliantly. It, it's it was sort of there was always the thing where when he when he played up front for us he, he would run the channels and uh, you know he, he'd his hold up play and stuff and he wouldn't score the goals he can still do that but he can still score the goals he, he's basically everything we need up front now he can do whatever we need him to um, and I've still never seen a player in my life who can win his own flick-ons so much <laughs> but as was evidence against the penalty against Chelsea yeah. he won his own flick-on and won the penalty himself he's got so much to offer this team it's quite frightening the fact that you know he, the, the, the potential he's got and the fact that he's you know he, he's up despite what the Daily Mirror will tell you he is actually with, he's actually oh, in, yeah. in the Premier, he's actually in the Premier League's top scorers <laughs> so we're here um, but yeah you know it, it's potential now and, it, and his actual end product he, he's just he's a potentially frightening player um, I wouldn't say we're lucky to have him because it, it was great recruitment at the time but he's done He's done his time at Everton. He's done some terrible jobs at Everton, but he's uh, he's reaping the rewards now, and this is exactly what he deserves. He's getting that chance as number nine. He's our number nine, and he's doing the job. No matter what we need, he's doing it for us. It's a strange one with him, isn't it? Because after Lukaku, I couldn't imagine seeing a striker and feeling that same confidence in him. Yeah. Just knowing that 90 minutes, you're going to see quality. And when we came back from lockdown, there was a shimmer from him. I think it was the first game, was it Norwich away? Where each, every time he got the ball, I think you said it yourself, Matt, it made it look like something was going to happen. He just he was capable of just things that we hadn't seen for a long time, we didn't think we were going to see again for a long time. And this player we have now, it's exactly what we need. He's an Everton centre forward and not in that sort of cliche mould of... Right, he's gonna get around. He's gonna. He's just gonna throw elbows in. He's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna be a route one cent. No, he's just a very good centre forward. Graham Sharp, not a Duncan Ferguson. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There was that, exactly. There was that one thing tonight as well. He had that shot that was going in the top corner, and Leno saved it really well. 
that's something we've not really seen of him, but he's got it. You know, he, he, is, he is the sort of player, as you say about Graham Sharp. Graham Sharp will hit it from anywhere. He can score tappings, headers, volleys, whatever. He's kind of got all that. But this, this is a player now who is so confident in his own ability, he's not reliant on his own goals. And I think we saw that in the last, fi- the last game against Leicester when... Casper um, Schmeichel makes that amazing save and Holgate gets the rebound. There's no sort of pause from Calvert Lewin to think, oh, they haven't scored that. It's just straight away, bam, and he just celebrates with Holgate because it's such a big goal and he knows that his next goal is only, what, a game, two games away because it's his own ability. It's not down to the look anymore. It's not down to, I should have put that chance away, should have got that one, that should have been my goal because he knows now, well, what I do is I score goals and if someone else gets one that's brilliant because it means I don't have to actually run the hard yards but even then he still does it like tonight we've seen it like there are times when he just brings the ball down on his chest and we haven't seen that sort of player we didn't see it with Lukaku we saw it with Fellaini but we didn't see the goal scoring ability it's like he just sort of melds this perfect forward it's just he's so good at everything and I know that Matt me and you have had conversations for years and years and years about how this lad has something and we weren't we were never quite sure what it was I don't think there was any point at which you could nail down what type of centre forward Cavalier would be I still don't think he can nail down what type of centre forward he'd be I still think there is so much growth in that player that he can be so much more like there is so much more to his game now than there was even let's say six months ago even at the start of the season there's so much more now every game he's, every season he's played he's got better exactly and that's only I think that's only going to carry on for the next what how old is he now 24 20 22 early 20s early 20s it's like there is so much more growth to come from there is so much more and it's so exciting, isn't it? Like, do you know when you look at a centre forward, especially after selling Lukaku, that I didn't think we'd be in this position for a while where we'd actually be able to be so excited about a centre forward. And let's not overlook his, uh, his position in Team Handsome, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because he is 100% <laughs> Team Handsome centre forward. He is the captain. I think a lot of what Calvert Lewin does comes back to what I was saying earlier about confidence and mentality and what's been drilled into him that he is a good centre forward he is a he's a bit he's always he's been a big he's an excellent centre forward he's always yeah. been a tall centre forward he, when he like a couple of years back he was quite skinny he was quite rangy he ran about a lot but he wasn't a physical presence he's bulked up a bit and he's now he is an absolute nightmare for a centre half how do you mark a six foot two strong bulky centre forward who's got a turn of pace like a spring <laughs> he can jump he can shoot from anywhere how do you stop that how, how do you defend against that and the good thing is a lot of teams will commit resources into double marking him they'll put two players on him which leaves leaves space in behind for players like James Richarlison Alex Iwobi who by the way I would just yeah. like to admit at this point that I might have been wrong on Alex Iwobi saying that he was a lost cause and he is in fact Carlo Ancelotti's greatest achievement in management <laughs> because he's turned into an absolute player on that right wing 
and get like Calvert-Lewin dragging those defenders in will create space for other players and like we say we, he hasn't scored in three games none of us are looking at this like a drought we're looking at it like well it's, it's a couple of games where he hasn't scored but we've won yeah. and it's a result it's largely a result of his forward play has created these goals and that's that's what you want from a centre forward if he's not scoring he's, he's making goals our very own Mick Greenall has made a very, very good point on Twitter. This is the third game in a row where Everton haven't actually... All right, some fellas just deciding to say some words, so I'm going to carry on saying some words. Anyway, this is the third game in a row that Everton actually haven't conceded a shot on target in the second half. That's ridiculous. Like, as we stand here, that is the sort of record that Mourinho will be proud of in a title-winning season. This is Everton actually really just eking out the most precious of wins. It's perfect. It's what we want from Everton. Is that sort of... It's that sort of roll-your-sleeves-up quality that we really do need. Yeah, uh, Ed McCosh has been accosted by strangers, so we're going to leave it there. Apparently it looks very similar to somebody downstairs, but uh, we're going to leave it there anyway. Uh, that is all for the instant match reaction for Everton 2, Arsenal 1. Uh, what a week for the Toffees. Uh, we'll be back this week, doing a bit more analysis on this game, looking ahead to that quarterfinal against Manchester United as well. Cheers to all the lads for getting involved tonight. Uh, Les has got off somewhere, I don't know where he is. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's away, but great to do this sort of thing. We're friends watching the Toffees win, watching the Toffees be boss. So, uh, Up the Toffees. Do you want to say it louder, maybe? Up the Toffees. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.